sometimes this is the first recognition they've really gotten publicly as a brand, being such small brands. And being able to be the cheerleaders behind these brands is really just so wonderful. Welcome to the Startup CPG Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Freitag. If you're listening to this episode on release day, you may notice it's not Tuesday. That's because I wanted to bring you the Startup CPG News hot off the press, a recap of the Shelfie Awards. If you aren't aware, we have our very own annual industry award competition at Startup CPG, and yesterday was the second annual Shelfies Award Ceremony, proudly sponsored by Trax Retail, where we recognize the most promising emerging food and beverage brands. Startup CPG wanted to create opportunities for industry recognition with no entry fee, no essays, and only for emerging brands. We had over 300 brands submit over 600 products. Finalists were then chosen in 13 categories. And then last night, we had a live award show with 200 people across the country, virtual and in person, where 14 winners were announced. There was one tie. I thought it'd be fun to get an event debrief and learn more about the awards from Jenna Mosovitz, head of marketing and editor of The Spotlight at Startup CPG. We didn't have time to discuss every winner and finalist, even though we love them all so much. So I've linked in the show notes, the magazine editions that have links to all of the brands you'll be wanting to try and celebrate. Jenna shares trends from all the award submissions and also how to apply for upcoming other opportunities to be recognized and featured by Startup CPG. So pop the champagne or maybe kombucha if you're driving and celebrate with us. Hi, Jenna. Welcome to the show today. How are you? Hi, Jesse. I'm doing so well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to have you here today. You are someone that everyone at Startup CPG should know and learn from. And so it's just, it's so awesome to have you on the show, the uh, the behind the scenes of our lovely Startup CPG Spotlight magazine. And then just to get to share more about our Shelfies Awards with everyone. I'm I'm just so happy that you're here. Yes, I am so excited to be making my podcast debut. The podcast has been so valuable to me, even internally in Startup CPG. I have learned so much from your content. So it is an honor to be on here. Oh, and I didn't even pay Jenna to say that. So that's that's so <laughs> kind of you. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jenna, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Startup CPG? Absolutely. So I am the managing editor of Startup CPG, which mostly means that I am the managing editor of our digital magazine. So our digital magazine is called The Spotlight. It is a quarterly magazine where we feature everything from industry trends to pro tips from experts in the field um, and even some really fun brand features. So that has been my labor of love. We started it from scratch about a little over a year ago now. So we have six editions and that's going really well. And we're also kicking off a little bit more content. So my job is going to include more media, including a newsletter that's coming up soon. We're really excited about And we, of course, have our blog content as well. So if there's writing that's going on in Startup CPG, I likely have my hands somewhere near it. Um, And I love helping out also at Startup CPG events. So you probably see me around, especially if you're based in New York. Yeah, that's that's what I'm doing at Startup CPG. And I love it. Awesome. How did you find Startup CPG originally? 
That is a great question. So I actually was interning for a granola company. Shout out to Great Nola. And the wonderful founder, Erica of Great Nola, connected me to Daniel because I was interested in kind of learning a little bit more about the food space. I didn't know much about it. Um, And Daniel ended up just being this wonderful resource to me. I had always been passionate about writing and he was passionate about growing Startup CPG to include kind of a media arm. And he took a chance on me and brought me in. And I've been here ever since. Amazing. I love it. Can you tell us a little bit about the Shelfie Awards and like where the idea came from, why they were created and how they're kind of different from some of the other industry awards that we see? Yeah. So the Shelfies were created last year. So this is our second annual Shelfies Awards. And we're very excited to be running it again. Um, And kind of the inception of the selfies came with the idea that emerging brands have a lot of trouble getting the recognition they deserve, which is truly like at the root of Startup CPG's mission is to give these emerging brands um, the platform to get some more visibility. And what we found is that existing awards programs really have a large burden to entry. So it's very challenging for a lot of reasons, mostly financially. There's usually a large price tag associated with applying to awards. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of labor that goes into applying to typical awards programs. And so we wanted to make it very easy for these one to five person brands who don't really have the manpower or maybe dollars behind them to submit to these big awards to submit to something that is catered just towards them. So what that looks like is a very simple form. It is a Google form that they fill out. And they tell the judges a little bit about kind of their mission, um, their flavors, where they're located. We learn a little bit about the brand, but nothing. We're not making any of the brands write any major essays. Um, And it's free to apply. So all they have to do is send the judges samples. um, And then it is completely free to apply. And they're competing against other small brands. So that's kind of another key there is making sure that we're finding the stars amongst the emerging brands. Um, because we don't want them competing against those who just like absolutely can outdo them on resources alone. So that's kind of where the idea came about. Um, and we've been able to give some brands really awesome initial recognition. Last year, we had a brand that won called Lunar Seltzer, which you might know about. And recently, we had Kevin, the founder of Lunar, come onto an Instagram live to talk about his brand success since the Shelfies last year. And they're now in Whole Foods in New York and in Trader Joe's in New York. So they're really killing. Oh, wow. Yeah, we had um, Must Love. We They won last year and they're an ice cream company. They're amazing. And they've been on Shark Tank since the Shelfie. So we've seen some really cool brands come out that were really small when they initially applied and are really taking off now. And we're hoping that the second annual Shelfies will see similar success stories. That's amazing. Yeah. And I I love that because if I, the number of awards, the like essays that I've written in like the middle of the night trying to like get in the deadlines and then also you discover at the last minutes, oh, it's $500 to apply, but I already wrote the essay. Like, oh, like it just, it's, it is such a burden for small brands. And so I, I love that. Like how many submissions did you get this year compared to like last year? Yeah, so we're super excited. We actually doubled in submissions this year. So last year was our first year, as I said. Um, So we got around 150. And this year we got, I think, just over 300 submissions, which was incredible. It was an issue in storage. (laughs) Um, But it was really awesome to learn about so many new brands. We did have some brands 
reapply from last year, which is really fun because we actually have some finalists that had also applied last year that are now finalists this year. Yeah. So we have doubled and it's great to see this kind of growth. That's amazing. Yeah, I definitely encourage everyone to go to the Startup CPG Instagram and check out some of the videos of just like the submissions, um, you know, the the sheer number and what that logistically uh, looks like to maybe uh, keep in your home like Jenna has uh, has been doing for all our brands. Um, you know, it's, it's fun, but there's also, uh, you know, when you have physical products, they, they all take up space. So, you know, kind of on that note, like, can you talk a little bit about like, you know, selecting finalists, like, you know, sampling between you and other team members. And like, what does what does that look like to to cram all of the, you know, of the samples into into a small space and make sure you're, you know, tasting them all and, and uh, you know, giving them all the the love that they deserve as they, they come in the mail? Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, it's been really fun. It is comical because I live in New York, which, uh, as many can assume, means I do not have a ton of living space. Um, and Startup CPG, like our brands, is very scrappy, so we don't have an office. Um, so I have been trying to fit everything in my New York apartment, which has been very probable. I ended up getting a mini fridge, which I named Sheila the Shelfie's Fridge. Um, and <laughs> more content of Sheila in the future, so make sure you're following our Instagram to, to check her out. Yeah. Covering, absolutely covering her in brand collateral. Um, so there's stickers and postcards all over it. but filled that. Um, and I still just have boxes all over my apartment, which has been a great joy and nuisance at the same time. Um, but just because we're getting an abundance of boxes doesn't mean that I'm not being attentive to each of them. I think it's one of the most exciting things has been the unboxing experience. It's really incredible to see how much effort these brands put into the collateral that's in these boxes, some of the boxes themselves, the packing tape, um, even just one of the brands which is an incredibly sustainable brand, they made a box and they filled it instead of with like packing peanuts with shreds of newspaper. And that was just so cool to see, um, to see kind of the innovation there in terms of like sustainability as mm. well. So there's been a lot of fun, fun stuff coming in. And then as for the judging process, so as I said, we're remote with Startup CPG. So our team is all over the country, which made judging a little bit challenging, but we made it work. Um, so we had a few different judging like sessions where we sat down with like 40 products and taste tested um, all at the same time while FaceTiming across coast. So we had some judges um, who were in California and then I had some guest judges over here in New York and we all tried out together some of the products while on FaceTime, which again, very scrappy, just like our <laughs> brand. <laughs> um, but it was really fun. So we kind of, we would rank them as we went from one to five based on taste, based on mission and story um, and talk through them as we went. So we had those like two major tasting sessions. And then um, we had a third like debrief session. Um, and as I said, yeah, like taste was definitely part of it, but we really care a lot about the story behind these brands, the sustainability stories that are there. We actually have a sustainability category this year, which was really exciting. And actually, I should even mention the winner of the sustainability category is the one that sent me the box with the newspaper shreds. They're um, a beverage called Reveal, and they're amazing. But yeah, sustainability was a factor. Mission was a factor. Story was a factor. Um, and of course, taste. But we know that taste differs for different people. So we made sure to bring in a bunch of different guest judges for different taste buds. 
uh, people of all different ages as well. We had a kids category, so we made sure we brought some kids on as guest judges. Nice. A lot of fun. And that's kind of how the judging process went. And so then we ranked them all. We came down to three to four finalists per category, which was incredibly challenging (laughs) because we loved so many of these brands. Um, And I should note that even if they're not a finalist, we will be featuring these brands in our material on the blog and on the magazine um, for the next year to come because they're now on our radar. So that's awesome. But we came down to three to four finalists for our 13 categories. We also have a branding category this year, which was judged by the uh, branding team of Startup CPG. So we have two designers on our team and they were the judges of that. Um, And... Now we have the finalists and then we pick the winners and it's it was really really exciting it was really challenging but the excitement of being able to tell the finalists that they were finalists was such pure joy it was so lovely and exciting um and we had a great reception i think that the founders sometimes this is the first recognition they've really gotten publicly as a brand being such small brands and being able to be the uh, cheerleaders behind these brands is really just so wonderful. And um, all of the judges really enjoyed playing a part in that. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why we all love working with startup CPGs, getting to, you know, help help emerging brands that maybe haven't been on the radar yet and getting to give them some publicity and a platform on one of our forms of media and then getting to, so I can only imagine getting to share the news with all the finalists. Um, and then also getting to announce all the winners. Like, it's just, it's, it's so cool. It's such cool energy. It's CPG is hard. And I think that creating yeah. more moments mm-hmm. like this also of just like, Hey, like, you know, let's all keep going. Um, you know, and like, yeah. and just those little bits of recognition can go a really long way to, to keep going in a really challenging industry. Absolutely. Yeah. It's truly so exciting. And as you said, it is like the mission of startup CPG. So it's fun to see it all come together in this most recent magazine edition and then in the ceremony. So we we had in-person events and then also online virtual events so that anyone can join. And this is something that next year, if you missed this year, it's okay. You can join next year. But can you tell us a little bit about how the winners were revealed? Yeah, so it's a ton of fun. We put on a we put on a Zoom webinar essentially, um, but we also live streamed it to San Francisco and LA, all gathered together to watch this Zoom webinar where we announced the winners. Um, and I mean, there's just so much energy and excitement that comes with this. There are, of course, there were the people who were in person that got to sample some of the finalists live, which was really awesome and cheer for each other in person. Um, But on the webinar itself, we had such great action in the chats. And that is such a pleasure to see just different brands joining, whether they were finalists or not, or even if they didn't even apply to the shelfies, joining and supporting one another and cheering for each other in the chat was really awesome to see. Um, And then afterwards, we held a mixer both online on Zoom. Um, And then LA and San Francisco in-person events continued on as a mixer. So that was a really good opportunity to actually get to know the founders and faces behind some of the winning and finalist brands. Um, And then to get to know one another within the community, there was just so much support and excitement in the air. Um, And we really loved being able to do this hybrid format. Last year, we were only able to do the Zoom webinar. 
And there really is like a different kind of energy when you are bringing people together in person. So LA and San Francisco had an amazing time. And hopefully next year, we can expand that to a few more of our in-person communities too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nothing beats the in-person energy. I'm sad I wasn't able to join a in person for for this time being in uh, in Portland, but hopefully in a future <laughs> year and and you know it just makes me think of like we did the backpack brands at Expo West and like there's just nothing like that energy of being in person and for for anyone that's listening and going to Expo East will also be featuring more backpack brands. So if you didn't get in on the shelfie in person action, but you're going to be at Expo East, you can come to the mic drop party, sample backpack brands, and get more of that you know in person. Um, community love and interaction. Yeah, the backpack brand opportunity is very, yeah, it's a very similar experience. And actually, some of the backpack brands, I know one of our winners is also going to be a backpack brand. Um, and a few of the people who also just applied for the shelfies are going to be backpack brands. So it'll be really awesome to like get to know those founders again in person and have the community get to know some of the shelfies applicants as well. Yeah, for sure. And I'd love to hear some more of your thoughts on just kind of trends that you saw with over 300 brands applying. And it was really interesting you mentioning, like, I hadn't thought about the, like, that you essentially went through 300 unboxing experiences and like the trends (laughs) um, that you saw there. That's, that's so interesting. Like, what are some other, like, I guess, you know, what was the category where you saw the most submissions? And and then what were some interesting highlights from that? We can go through that first, I guess. Yeah, so we definitely saw a ton of beverages. Um, and we ended up kind of creating two categories out of that. So there's the best beverage innovation category, and there was the best, um, like alcohol beverage. But Overall, it was more non-alcoholic beverages that we saw in great abundance. I would say sparkling waters came in. I mean, I saw every kind of sparkling water. There were more like culturally inspired sparkling waters like Halmi, which is a really awesome Korean inspired drink. Um, and there were really innovative flavors. Ourobora has some like awesome innovative flavors that they applied with. Um, we, I mean, I can just, there were so many <laughs> sparkling waters um, and there were a lot of kombuchas as well. So we're just really stuck on the beverage front here, which was really fascinating um, and a lot of fun to open all of those up. I would say another place that we got a lot of submissions, it was interesting. I saw like things came in waves, I guess, just by accident. Like I, there was like a week that I got a ton of sauces, like just every different kind of condiment came in. And there was a week that I got a ton of different plant-based milks. And I was joking with my friend because I realized I didn't even know that this many plant-based milks existed. And I had them all in my apartment at the same time. So I had a pistachio milk from Tosh. I had pecan milk from PKN. Um, their lechia makes macadamia milk, chia flaxseed milk. There's an oat milk. Um, I just have never seen so many alt milks in one place. So that's been a lot of fun to, yeah. <laughs> to try all of those. Um, yeah, I would say those were kind of the largest categories that we saw come in and influx, but. Other trends we noticed, um, this is actually a really fun trend. We're seeing buckwheat in a lot of different things, which was really fun. I happen to know that a lot about buckwheat as a cover crop, and it's just an incredibly sustainable plant. And so um, one of our winners for good granola is a buckwheat-based grain-free granola. Um, so that was really cool. There's uh, Lobux is another 
kind of granola. They make something called cluster bucks, but they also make sprouted buckwheat like snacks. And then we saw living piranha, which makes a pancake mix that has buckwheat in it. So that was really fun to just see this ingredient that we know is great for the earth being used in so many different innovative ways. Um, And we definitely saw a lot of nut butters too, I would say, in a lot of different formats too, which was really fun. So there were, I mean, I could go on about the sheer abundance of samples that we received (laughs) forever, but definitely saw some great innovation in some of those more like standard categories, which like in the sparkling water category, for instance, and that was really exciting to see. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. And I'm curious too about the the international flavors categories. You know, what kind of submissions did you see there? Any interesting trends? Yeah, so I mean, we made that because again, yeah, as we're seeing, there are so many international flavors that are coming to the US, which is so exciting. I think that like the consumer's palette is really changing, as we can see by some of the brands that have taken off in the past few years, like Fly by Jing and Omsom. And that was really reflected in a lot of the samples that we received. So Niramaya was the winner of Best International Flavors. They brought really incredible Indian flavors to a new, like a new form factor. I think what's really cool is that it's a dip. And so Instead of, you know, going to get like, it's it's not an entree, which is where you might typically interact with an Indian flavor. Instead, it's something that you can kind of consume um, throughout the day as as a dip, you can try it with different things that are already in your household, like different breads that you have. So there's really this way of bringing international flavors into form factors that are very complementary to things that might already be in your household and like adding a very user friendly experience to trying new flavors that you might not be as familiar with. And that was something that was really exciting for us. A lot of different hot sauces, um, like Sung's Korean hot sauce is one of our finalists. Again, like that is a hot sauce. It's something that like the average consumer in America might already be familiar with, but it's incorporating these really interesting Korean flavors that they might not be familiar with. And so that was really, really exciting to see. Also, New York Shook was a really great brand that brought some more Mediterranean flavors to the table. And again, they made like a jar of harissa, which is something you might have only interacted with at a restaurant in the past. And now it's me you kind of have in your own home and use as a condiment on your own time. And I think that um, that's going to be a new trend across the board in grocery, which is really exciting. Yeah. Wow. That's super interesting. I, I love seeing this this international trend. And we, we've had Soupy Soup on the podcast, who was in one of our early startup CPG pitch competitions. And, um, you know, like I eat miso soup now three times a week. And that was something that wasn't really part of my diet before. But now now I'm obsessed and can't get enough. So I'm so excited to to try the the other finalists the, that we have and and the winner that you mentioned, because that, that that all sounds really amazing. And I, I love seeing that trend. Yeah, it's awesome. And um, it was really exciting to see just like the, the, the sheer number of different countries that were represented in this uh, 300 brand sampling was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely exposed to new flavors too. Yeah, that's amazing. And I'm curious too on like some of the prepared foods. And I mean, this this would probably span multiple categories, but I'm wondering, you know, how it worked of, you know, pr- some what were some of the things that you prepared at home or cooked with? And, you know, what did that look like? What did you discover? Any interesting trends on, you know, 
I know I think we had some like you mentioned sauces we had some like cocktail mixer kits like we had like you know Bowser who we've had on the show where you're heating up you know something from frozen so I'm curious about some of the ones where you actually had to do some prep work uh, to do the tasting yeah there were some really fun ones and I will say having an air fryer came in handy a few times um for things like holy veggie which makes these incredible vegan mozzarella sticks, which were Mm. absolutely delicious. Um, And heated those up in the air fryer and they were really fun and a great alternative for um, ready to eat for on the, in the vegan section is often challenging to find another example of a brand um, kind of fitting convenience to a dietary restriction is snow days, which makes gluten free pizza rolls. And Mm. that is really awesome to kind of have these, these alternatives to things that were probably in your household growing up as like a ready to eat or like just to prepare from frozen meal to have on the go um, often aren't found to be accommodating to today's like dietary restrictions or just diets in general. And so we saw a lot of really great accommodations for that, like holy veggies and like snow days. Um, Our winner of best frozen was Balkan Bites. Um, and they are absolutely delicious Balkan pastries that are just, I mean, they taste like you are at a restaurant. They are so delicious, like a phyllo based pastry that is filled, um, with cheese or meat. And honestly, I think one of the most exciting things when talking about things that I had to prepare was just that even from frozen, some of these things tasted way better than I've ever had fresh. And that's just such a testament to the innovation in the frozen category. And that's really exciting to see. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really cool. I, I, I'm getting hungry uh, after all of this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um, I'm curious too, like, I I think when when we, because we we've heard your voice on the podcast from uh, from the Expo West recap of talking about some trends, and I, if I remember right, I think from Expo West we had talked about some trends around like mushrooms, and and did you see like mushrooms, fungi show up in the shelfies as well? Oh yeah, and in two different ways, we actually had winners that are mushroom based in some respect. So one of them was our best snack, which is Papadelics. Um, and they make like dried mushroom chips that are the crunchiest, most flavorful and delicious mushroom. It's like a whole shiitake mushroom dried um, or dehydrated and covered in these incredible seasonings. So our favorite was the truffle Parmesan, but there were there's a rosemary sea salt flavor. Um, there's a chili flavor. So those were amazing and definitely a great prediction. Um, and then in a totally different way, we saw mushrooms represented in our winner for best supplements. Um, so Mojo Microdose are gummies that help you microdose nootropics or adaptogens. Um, so they're a microdose of like of not psychedelic mushrooms, <laughs> but of some mushrooms that can really help you with focus and energy and mood. And we were all a little bit skeptical about these. I think that there has been a lot. We've seen a ton of nootropics and adaptogens kind of as a trend in general. Um, But putting them in this like gummy format where there's a really high dose of, um, of these mushrooms was something we hadn't really seen before. And I remember both Patricia, who is um, the other judge that received samples and I, we both tried one on the same day and we were texting each other throughout the day and we were like, 
are we at the most focused we've ever been? Like, is this, is this really happening? (laughs) We were so skeptical about it. And incredibly, like they really, really worked. And it it, like hits like an hour later and all of a sudden you're, you're working and you're like, I'm working so well. And I'm in such a good mood. And my music sounds amazing. Like it, it was just, um, it's a really fascinating product and we're really excited kind of about what they're doing to provide um, mushrooms in such a accessible way as a gummy, like the way that you would take a vitamin instead of like sneaking like the tiniest dose into sparkling water, sneaking the tiniest dose into your protein bar. Um, it's like this really quick way to get these non-psychedelic mushrooms into your diet um, and to really potentially change your focus for the day. So that was a really cool way that we saw mushrooms pop up. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I'm curious about some other, you know, maybe innovations that you saw. Like I I know that Awesome Sauce was one of the finalists and that was something I recently tried at home where I was like, wait, this is ketchup that's a powder. And I was very yeah. skeptical. And then I'm and then I followed the instructions and I mixed it up. And then I like I I did it my own little home test. I compared it to the Heinz I had in the fridge and I ate it with fries. And I was like, well, actually, I love this. This tastes better. And we yes. just saved so much money by not having liquid in this and shipping it as a powder. Like it was incredible. So I'm curious about some other like innovations that you saw, like that were, you know, that really stood out to you. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Awesome Sauce is probably up there with the best innovations we saw for everything that you're saying um, from just simply like the fact that it is powdered and then it turns into <laughs> into ketchup that tastes amazing, but also like the texture. I thought it would be like so watery. It is like exactly yeah. gelatinous. It's incredible. It is. Yeah. I don't, it, I don't, it's magical. Like, I don't know how, uh, how they do it, but it's, it's amazing. Yeah. We were super, super excited about Awesome Sauce. Um, but as for some other innovations, I mean, I would say one of them is Craft Mix, which we're very excited about. So Craft Mix makes a powdered form of a cocktail, essentially. So all you have to do is add, um, your alcohol, basically. And it adds all the flavor. So our favorite was the strawberry mule, which like is something that, especially in New York, like I would pay $17 minimum (laughs) for a delicious strawberry mule at a restaurant. And I tried it at home and my mind was absolutely blown. Like it tasted like, I mean, it's called craft mix for a reason. It is like a craft cocktail at home. I felt like such a bartender and the ingredients are really great too. So it's awesome to know exactly what's going into your cocktail and have it still taste like bar quality or better. So that's a really, really exciting brand, I would say, um, in terms of innovation. And then another innovation was actually the winner of our of our kids product, of our best kids product. It's called Tiny Sprouts. And they make what they call organic super seed boosters. So it's basically like a powder with a bunch of different things that aid in digestion. So things like flax, chia, um, like omega-3s and calcium, but they mix it with apple powder, which also helps with digestion actually, um, and cinnamon. So it has like a little bit of a flavor. So if you were to like, and this is what I did, I put it like on top of yogurts, I put it on top of smoothies and it actually like, it's not just like, oh, this extra thing that I have to add. It made everything taste a lot better and it's, it has no like um, artificial sweeteners or anything like that because it's just sweetened with apple powder and it added like, I mean, incredible 
um, a source of fiber. It really like aids in digestion, as I said, and also it has vitamin D and probiotics in it. And I just thought that was so cool. I mean, it's for kids and I tried it, but for kids, it would be so incredible because I could see a kid asking to add this to whatever they're already eating because it makes it taste better. And so really um, that we've seen a ton in like the gut health section, that is another trend, I would say. We haven't really seen it geared towards kids, which is a place that it actually makes a lot of sense. We want kids Mm -hmm. to be going regularly. Um, And this would make a kid really want to add some awesome probiotics to their diet because it tastes so good. So that was a really interesting innovation. And I wasn't expecting it to pull through in the way it did. And it really surprised me. Yeah, interesting. I'm also curious on the some of the on the sustainability side, like you mentioned with with buckwheat, which was super interesting. And um, like with Little Bucks, um, the um, Snickerdoodle Cluster Bucks. And I'm curious about some of the other sustainability finalists. Like I think um, like Reveal has uh, has avocado seeds. And so I'd love to learn a little bit more about what you learned um, from like the, you know, in the sustainability category. Yeah, that's a really fun category. And we, we knew we had to have it just because there were so many sustainability-focused products. Um, And as you mentioned, Reveal was one of them, and they were the winner, actually. So Reveal, as you said, includes avocado seeds, which sounds bizarre, but that giant pit that you hate taking out of the avocado, they actually upcycle and they make into an avocado seed tea. So you're not actually consuming the seed in any way, but in the same way that you make a tea, like they boil the avocado seed, And they make these delicious iced teas. They are so refreshing. Um, And it turns out the avocado seed has a ton of antioxidants. Again, in the same way that a lot of like fruit seeds have a ton of the nutrients. So does the avocado pit, but we normally can't ingest that in any way. So they came up with this really smart Mm. way to upcycle the avocado pit so that we can get some of those antioxidants in um, and obviously not have to eat the pit. And they make a really, really delicious brew. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to think of others. There, so in terms of other sustainability products, upcycling is definitely a trend across the board, I would say. So Renewal Mill is um, an upcycled brand. So they upcycle the byproducts of making oat milk and the byproduct of making tofu. So both of those, they turn into... So it's like the soy byproduct and it's the oat byproduct. And they dehydrate that byproduct and turn it into a powder. That's the base for... They have baking mixes. And then they also recently came out with pre-made cookies. So that was our finalist, um, is their peanut butter cookie, which they actually teamed up with Miyoko's, which is an amazing vegan brand, to make a peanut butter cookie using that upcycled flour. And the founder of Renewal Mill, Caroline Cotto, also actually is the founder of the Upcycled Food Association. So she isn't just making her own brand, but she is really an advocate for upcycled food in general um, and is really kind of making that a trend in this industry and giving it the recognition on shelf that it deserves by showcasing, like with the Upcycled Food Association certification, you can show it on your packaging. So we've definitely been seeing a lot more upcycling is like since last year and kind of since the founding of the Upcycled Food Association. So it's really awesome to see that movement taking off. Um, and another example of that, of an upcycled product that we saw is actually in the pet, uh, pet product side, which is called Shameless Pets. And they make upcycled Mm -hmm. dog treats, which is really fun. So they like upcycle everything from like sweet potatoes to I think bananas and All Mm -hmm. of these, again, like things that just ugly produce that would have gone to waste, they turn into pet treats. And your pet does not care 
that the sweet potato might no. have been <laughs> um, And they have really fun branding and just um, they're on their packaging. It's very educational, kind of explaining what upcycling is and uh, how having a pet can make you take part in such a cool movement. I think it was awesome to bring that to the pet space as well. So a ton of upcycling, I would say. And that has been really fun to watch that take off. Yeah, I love seeing that upcycled trend. You know, we, we recently had uh, Anna Peck from Chia Smash on the podcast, and she talked yes. a little bit about them getting their upcycle certification, which is amazing. And and uh, Renewal Mill, they, uh, Caroline was a early guest on the Startup CPG podcast before before I was the host talking about how the partnerships that they do with um, uh, how they often partner with bigger brands and kind of get their their ingredients and their products um, in front of more consumers that way. So that's stuff that's back in the archives if anyone is is interested to listen to that. But I, I, I really love seeing this upcycled trend and I hope that we continue to see more of it. Yeah, me too, for sure. Awesome. So, well, I mean, this is, this all sounds amazing. This is so fun for, you know, for those who are listening that maybe have a little bit of a uh, you know, FOMO or they're feeling they're like, you know, oh, man, I want to do this next year, yeah. you know, generally about when, when, when should they look out in the startup CPG Slack for next year's shelfies um, and, you know, or like backpack brands, Expo West, can you talk about maybe some kind of in the future opportunities that'll be coming up where we'll be doing more, you know, spotlighting of, of our, our community brands? Yeah, definitely. I would say, so at any point during the year, you can submit to our brand intake form, um, which will qualify you for anything from theoretical uh, blog posts to a brand feature in the magazine to a feature in the newsletter. So definitely submit yourself so that you're in our brand intake form and that we know that you exist. Um, but as for some of those like key dates to look out for, so Expo West is in March we will probably start looking for our backpack brands in February. So definitely keep an eye out in February to be included in that. Um, and we're also going to do our, our shelfies kickoff next fe- starting in February. So we're going to start a little bit earlier this year um, and do it by category. So we'll be asking for submissions by category just so that we don't have a thousand boxes <laughs> coming in all <laughs> at the same time. Um, and we're excited to really start that off a little bit sooner next year. But yeah, I would say the best way to start getting involved is to make sure that we know that you exist. So definitely fill out that brand intake form. You can find it on our website. Um, and I believe it should be in every email that we send to as well. Um, and that is how we are going to find you and write about you and start to be your biggest fans. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. I'll make sure to include links in the show notes. And then also I encourage everyone to, if you haven't read the latest episode of the Spotlight Magazine by Startup CPG. I'll include the link to that in the show notes. It has a lot of amazing articles. This episode is focused on velocity. And then at the end of, toward the end of the magazine is all of the Shelfie finalists, which everyone should, you know, check out, follow, support, and cheer on. And uh, yeah, this was, this was so great to have you on the show today, Jenna, and talk us through everything you learned and saw and just celebrate our brands, um, and we'll be we'll be featuring um, some of our shelfie winners and and brands and um, submissions, you know, throughout the 
upcoming year on the podcast as well. And in addition to our other mediums like the blog and the newsletter. So just really uh, grateful that you came on today to, to talk us through and celebrate our brands. Thank you so much for having me, Jesse. It was so much fun. And I hope to be back again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening in today. Special thanks to Trax Retail for sponsoring the Shelfie Awards this year. Trax Retail has provided data-led merchandising solutions to more than 500 emerging brands. You can learn more at traxretail.com. That's T-R-A-X retail.com. I'm so honored you joined me for this conversation and I love hearing from you all with feedback, suggestions, or if you just want to say hi at podcast at startupcpg.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn. If you liked this episode, we'd love for you to share it with a friend or colleague, subscribe so you don't miss future episodes, and maybe even leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you aren't yet in our Slack community of founders and experts, we'd love to see you there. You can get the free invite at startupcpg.com and find all our other awesome resources there like webinars, databases, the blog, the magazine, and virtual and in-person events. And if you found yourself rocking out to our intro and outro music, which I do every single time, make sure to check out the Super Fantastics on Spotify. It's the band of our startup CPG founder, Daniel Scharf. I'm Jesse Freitag, your host and producer. And on behalf of the whole team at Startup CPG, thank you for being here and see you next week.